Goff's three minute. Your story. Cause knowledge is. How old were you when you realized that the name Pop Tart literally explains what it is? An iced tart you put in the toaster and eat once it pops up. Now, growing up, for some reason, I microwaved them. A fact I'm still not proud of, or do I fully understand today, but I did. The middle would get to be like molten lava while the crust was still cold. I don't know how that works, but I now am among the 50% of all Pop-Tart indulgers that prefer them at room temperature. One time I even ate one at a donut shop in Vegas where they encased the whole Pop-Tart inside a donut. But let's dig into the history of this breakfast snack and see what's going on with Pop-Tarts. The year is 1963, and Kellogg's dominated the cereal market. Their closest competitor, Post, comes up with the brilliant take on breakfast, a non-refrigerated, semi-moist breakfast pastry. Their idea springs from Gainsburgers, a dog food they had that was both moist and non-refrigerated, and realized there would be a human demand for something similar. So what I'm telling you is, literally Pop-Tarts came from the idea out of dog food. In a baffling market move, they started advertising their then-named Country Squares before they were ready to go to market. Well, Kellogg's saw the advertisements, liked the idea, a non-refrigerated breakfast pastry, and fast-forwarded production to get their version out before post, thus continually to claim the breakfast market. Post eventually gives up and sells their idea. Supposedly, the name Pop-Tart was a nod to pop art king Andy Warhol, who created vibrant and brightly colored pictures. If you've ever seen a box of Pop-Tarts, you get the idea. They're also pretty vibrant and bright. Now, Pop-Tarts came in four flavors, strawberry, blueberry, apple currant, which they later changed to appleberry when they realized nobody knew what a currant was, so they weren't buying them, and then finally, brown sugar cinnamon. Now, these first flavors were unfrosted, they had a perforated diagonal cut, so you could break them in two, but no frosting because apparently the icing they tried using was flammable, and when you put it in the toaster, it would catch fire. It took Kellogg's three more years of research and development before they could create an icing that did not catch on fire. Bill Post, who was a food tech at Kellogg's, took some of the prototype pastries home. They were originally called fruit scone. He takes them home, his kids love them, begging for more. The same year, Kellogg's decides to choose a city to test them on. They choose Cleveland, Ohio, and introduce about 45,000 cases of each flavor in the city. They all sell out in no time. And so a year later, in 1964, they're released nationwide and are an immediate hit. Prior to Pop-Tarts, the only thing you would put in a toaster was sliced bread. But with more moms and dads both in the workforce, a quick, healthy option for a good breakfast was in demand that kids would like and not make their parents feel guilty that they were sending them out the door with just some sugary junk. A few seconds in the toaster and boom, you have a heated fruit delicacy that made everyone happy. Now since those first four flavors, Pop-Tart has released 29 different flavors, from s'mores and chocolate chip, two of the more popular, to root beer and Fruit Loops, not quite as popular. There are so many to choose from, we all have our own personal favorite. And while I occasionally will try one of the new flavors, the novelty is nice, but for me, the tried and true flavor to go with is brown sugar cinnamon. Always has been. Interestingly, among all flavors, Walmart has stated that during hurricanes, their sales of strawberry Pop-Tarts sell at seven times the normal amount. Just strawberry. It's right up there when a hurricane hits with bottled water, batteries, and bread.
And if you've ever wondered why a single Pop-Tart is a serving size and yet they come packaged in pairs, well, by wrapping two in one wrapper, Kellogg's was able to cut their packaging costs in half. So whether you want to share or eat both of them, you're set. The demand for Pop-Tarts has not slowed through the last few generations. While Pop-Tarts were viewed as a healthy option in the 60s, today they've lost a little bit of that boast as now they're pretty much just sugary junk like the rest. But the demand keeps going up. Sales have continually increased for 32 straight years. And if it makes you feel any better, the uniced Pop-Tarts are actually 10 more calories than their iced counterparts. So go ahead and have some more. Class dismissed. This podcast, written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful, Wirt County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.